Welcome to the Calvary Podcast. Get ready to dive into an inspiring message. Our aim is to share teachings that bring transformation and hope to your life. So, open your heart, be ready to listen, and prepare for a powerful encounter with the Word. Let's get started. The passage I'll read is in Revelation 3. It's going to take me a minute to get there. i got some introduction. And uh, I want to share with you, I, I really sense in such a powerful way that God is going to do something lasting and strategic in our lives today. How many will say amen to that? Lasting and strategic. We're going to take a fresh look at this day, at this New Year's Eve. And not just look at it as a day on a calendar, but an appointment with God. An appointment on your journey of faith. We're going to take a look at something that we may have overlooked when we get to this point in in the year. Okay. So my message today is entitled, Close the Door. Close the door. Now, often what we're thinking about in all of our information and our thinking is all about open doors at this moment. But I, I want to share with you today, I believe, a, a, a prophetic word in your life about closing some doors. Just as opening doors is important, we need to understand the power of closing some doors, Okay. So it's strategic. It's, it's far-reaching. I've shared this with you. Let, let's make sure we're, we're on this focus together, okay? We know that how we exit one season determines how we enter the next season in our life. We get that? We know that the seed that we plant in our now will determine the harvest that I receive in my next. I understand this, that How I close one door will determine what door opens for me in the next season in my life. These are connected. They're they're not dichotomies. They're not separated. They're not oxymorons. They work together, open doors and closed doors. Uh, Understanding how God works. Understanding my decisions, my choices. Understanding when I have a divine appointment with God. I believe we have a divine appointment with God today. I believe that, that God will, one place we find Jesus saying, according to your faith, so be it. Sometimes we just come to church on, uh, you know, automatic pilot. We're just on cruise control. And we come and we go and we leave and have no idea what happened that day. But I just punched the clock. Come on. But there are days when you come and your faith is on and your ears are open and you sense God's doing something in my life. This is one of those moments. God wants to do something in your life. God wants to step in and, and, and shift and change some things. Now, I, I very clearly remember a year ago next week on the first Sunday of 2023. Remember, I had a door down here and we walked through that door and, and you guys, your hunger was amazing. I mean, we, we took an hour for everybody to walk through that door. It was powerful. It was amazing. And, and, and so we began this year, 2023 with, with a powerful word from God about stepping into a new season and, and walking through an open door. And, and can we say that God has proven himself faithful every single day of 2023? We've sung about that. We've worshiped about that today. God has walked with us through every season of 2023. Uh, for, for some, you've had your highest highs. For some, you walk through your, your, your valleys and, and even walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But what did we find there? That God was with us there. 
that God was with us there. That he prepared a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Did he not? Wasn't he your portion? Wasn't he enough? Didn't he do what he said he would do? And so we can look back on this and say as we walk through that door to enter this year trusting God, we discovered as we walked with him, God took every step with us this year. God showed himself faithful. Sometimes when we have losses on earth, God steps in in even a greater sense than we've ever known him before. He may not have created the loss, but he fills it up with his presence, does he not? He's a faithful God. And so we, we've had that journey. We, we began this year with that concept. But as we finish this year declaring the faithfulness of God, as we bring completion uh, to this year and anticipating what God will do in this next year, we, we, we look at the biblical calendar. The biblical calendar is year 5,784. Now, what's a biblical calendar? It's God keeping time, marking his uh, time when he began to put man on this planet. Almost 6,000 years. The year is 5,784. The number four uh, in all the Hebraic numbers in the, in the Hebraic alphabet, they're pictorial. The number represents a picture. There's a picture that coordinates with it. And the number four is a door. A door. Now, many people have already declared then that this is the year of the open door. To be quite honest with you, that's not entirely accurate. It's just the door. It's the year of the door, all right? So so think of this. We began this year just sensing God says, step through, step into something, walk in this. And now here we are beginning a new year, and it's literally the year of the door. We'll say, Pastor, what does that mean? Well, I believe that when you put God's timing and God's power together, incredible things begin to happen. Our understanding has grown through this year, and now we're going to begin to see the reality of that. In other words, there's one thing that's called preparation and another thing that's called impartation. I believe that 2023, God has been preparing us for 2024. I believe that our journey of faith in 2023 has been a preparation for God to give us an impartation of new power and anointing and goodness as we go to 2024. So we see timing. We see anointing. We see God's alignment. Someone say alignment. We are in a moment of alignment and we need to understand that. How many want to know what God's saying to us? All right. Let's go to Revelation chapter 3 and verse 7. The book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. So we're standing here and you say, well, pastor, I'm, I'm going to follow you. And, 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 and on the biblical calendar, we're entering the year of the door. Now, technically, on the biblical calendar, New Year is in September. Begins on the Jewish feast of Rosh Hashanah. So, so on the biblical calendar, we've already stepped across that threshold. But we are looking at it from how we mark time. We're in there. We're there. It's the year of the door. So let's think about this for a moment. Biblically, what do we need to understand today? What I, what we're doing today, what I want you to get today, let me, let me teach you a little bit. And then we're going to move into this impartation. I, I want to give you faith to follow. The Bible says faith comes from hearing what? And hearing the word of God. So we have to have the faith to receive what God wants to do. 
All right? So, so let's look at this. Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Now, this is not Philadelphia, PA. Okay. This was one of the original uh, churches. Uh, actually, it was in Turkey. All right. So to the church in Philadelphia, right. These are the words of him who is holy. Aren't you thankful he's holy? And these are the words of him who is true. Aren't you thankful he's truth? Who holds the key. Aren't you thankful he has the keys? And that he shares them with us. Come on, what a great God. This is, watch this now. Here's, here's what we read. What he opens, no one can shut. Now, I'm not going to get there yet today. We're not ready for that, all right? What he opens, no one can shut. And usually we stop. We start declaring, year of the open door. It's year of the door. Now, it can be an open door. But we have some things we need to do. So he said, let, let's look at this. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts... No one can open. You need to be as excited about that. We need a revelation on that. That is as important as the doors he opens. Are you listening to me? All right. He says, verse 8, I know your deeds. See, I've placed before you what? An open door that no one can shut. Now, look at this. This is for everybody. Watch this. I know that you have little strength. So here's the deal. God says, you're not going to open the door I am. I know you may not feel strong, but I am. I know you may just have a little strength, but God says, I have all my strength. So so tell somebody next to you, don't worry. Tell them, don't worry. You have enough. See, he says, I know that you have little strength. Watch this. But what have you done in 2023, this year of preparation for the year of impartation? I know that you have little strength, yet you have kept my word. Come on. How many of you have kept the word of God? God, I believe your word. You've kept my word and have not denied my name. I will not deny the name of Jesus. How many here today to say, I will not deny the name of Jesus. I will declare his name, believe in him, walk with him, stand with him. It doesn't matter what I see, what I hear, what I don't see, what I do hear. It doesn't matter who goes with me or who leaves me. I will not deny his name. Let me see your hand again. How many say, I will not deny his name. So we see that God focuses us in this year of the door on what he does to doors. All right. So, so a door can open, but a door can also close. A key can unlock a door, but a key can also lock a door. All right. So the God who opens the doors is also the God who closes the doors. Are you with me? And both are an equal blessing. All right. All right. So today we're talking about close the door. In fact, any of you remember that old song, shut the door and see some of you just too young to know. I won't try it again. Anybody ever heard that song? Shut the door and well, for all of those, there, there was a song like that. So think about that. So is it important to close doors? Is it necessary? Why, why do we uh, often overlook this in this passage of, uh, of Revelation 3, the letter to the church in Philadelphia? We always seize on that open door, which is wonderful. And we're, we're, gonna, we're going to work on that in the next few weeks. But he also says, I can shut a door. I can close a door. Is it important for doors to be closed as you stand on the threshold of a new season? Is it important? Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. What good is it to open a new door 
What value is there in opening a door to a new season if I have left a door open where the enemy has been attacking me all this year? What good does it do me to open a new door when I left that door open for the thing that's been chasing me to follow me into the next year? What value, what will I really net at the end of the year if one door opened but through that door all my baggage came in with me? Closing doors can be very important. See, we have to understand that it's, it, that, and, and what I want you to get excited about is that we are going to walk into an impartation today and we can say to some things, you're not coming through with me this year. It's not coming through. Come on. Do you see where we're going? We need to shut the door. Keep the devil out. Have you ever in your home now, uh, a lot of, I don't know if you've done this because you've got your AC and your heater and everything going all the time, but, but, but there are some times in a year, uh, when, when you want some fresh air in the house. Someone say fresh air. Okay. And so what you do, you say, well, I, I want to open some doors or maybe, maybe you burn the bacon and you need to get, Something out. You understand? So what do you do? You say, I need to open some doors. So you go over here and you open this door. But because you need some fresh air, you go over here and you open this door as well. But sometimes when I opened this door and that one was open, it created a draft. And when I opened this door, it slammed that door. Follow what I'm saying? This door made that door slam. Do you know what we need in the church, in our home, in our lives? We need a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit that will slam some doors closed so that God can move in and do everything he wants to do. We need a move of God. We need a fresh wind. You need to hear something around your house that sounds like some doors slamming. We need to stop some things that have been walking with us in year after year after year. We need to know how to respond to the moment God has given us and understand what God is doing. Look at 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. We need to understand the moment. We, we, we need to recognize the possibility and the opportunity. Are you with me? I want to say that again. We need to understand the possibility and the opportunity of what God is saying to us today. Now, we go back to this. Why? Let, let's notice this. From Issachar, one of the 12 tribes, the occasion was the transition of Saul's failing kingdom, the kingdom that had lost the anointing, the kingdom that has stepped away from the plan of God. And God was raising up a man after his own heart. And so what was happening, God was closing a door on Saul. God was closing a door on man's choice. God was closing a door on, 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 on a life without the presence of God so that he could open a door of his choosing, his anointing. Are you with me? And there was a tribe of the 12 tribes that came over to David's side. All the other tribes, were we were given uh, information about how they were strong in physical battle. They held shields. They could throw spears. They could handle a sword. They could shoot a bow and arrow. They could throw a stone with both hands. All these things. But this one group, this one tribe, Issachar, This is what he said about them. It wasn't a physical battle commendation. He said their strength in transition. Are you with me? Their strength at a moment when doors can close and open was that they understood the time. And they knew what they should do. Now this is what where I believe you and I are today. 
pardon me, with this opportunity to understand this moment and realize what I need to do. I believe today that we need to make some decisions that will affect us for a long time. Pardon me. We need to make some decisions that will allow God to maximize what he wants to do. We can open new doors, but unless we close some other doors, we will never maximize everything God could and would desire to do in that season, right? So we have to understand that. Now, let, let me say this. Let me say this. This year on the biblical calendar, 5784, the number four representing a door. Last year, the year we're, this year, the one we're moving out of is 5783. The number three represents the mouth. Now, what am I talking to you about today? I'm telling you we need to do what? We need to what? Shut some doors. <laughs> you know where I'm going. We need to shut some mouths. I didn't say shut up. I just said we need to shut some mouths so we can step in to this door God has for us. See, if I don't learn how to shut my mouth, I can walk into a new season and bring the doubt, unbelief, despair, criticism, judgmentalism, all that negativity. I can walk right into the possibility of a new season, but bring the negativity of the old season and dilute everything God would do in my life. So I want to say to you today, you, there's some, we need to shut the door on some of our verbiage. We need to shut the door on some of our conversation. We need to shut the door. In fact, maybe the most important thing some days you can do is just shut your mouth. Do you understand that? That might be one of the most positive things you could ever do. There are moments when the best thing you can do is don't say a word. How many have learned that? Come on, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Yes, you would have been better off if you just shut the door. Shut the door. That was just for free. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Let me show you something. Hebrews 12. The value of God shutting a door so that we do not dissipate the blessing he has in store for us when another door opens. Shut the door. What does it look like? Hebrews 12. We've been studying this on finishing strong. Let's look at verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, what do we do? He, he compares this to a race. We're, we're coming to the finish line on this year, and we're getting ready to start another lap in the new year. So he says, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, the faithful testimonies of the men and women who've gone before us, how do we do? How do we respond? What do we understand the time? What am I supposed to do then in this moment of transition from one season to the next? What do I do? Look, here it is. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter, the finisher, the completer, the maturer of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is an opportunity for some doors to close, for some things that hinder us to be downloaded. If it's like your computer, you need to get rid of some viruses. 
<laughs> You've opened some emails you shouldn't have opened. You fell for some scams you shouldn't have fallen for. You already ought to know if somebody from Zambia sends you an email that their uncle is related to you and going to give you $10 million and you just need your bank account to transfer it. If you fell for that, you need to brain prayer today. You understand what I'm saying? I'll pray for your logic and the ability to, to, to contemplate what you read. <laughs> some of us have opened up some relationships that have created viruses in our life. That we should have stopped. But the good news today is God has given us a divine appointment to clear off the hard drive, get rid of some viruses, walk off from some things that are hindering us, shut the door, keep the devil out. So we walk into a season and receive everything God planned for us. Hindrances, sin, the opportunity to, to, to let go of those. Look, look at your life. Do an inventory for a moment. What are some things that do not need to go with you in this next year? What are some things that simply do not need to go? What are some things that are unnecessary? What are the things that have been chasing you around and tripping you up? You know, the Bible, long before anybody started using that term, don't be tripping, the Bible already said there's some things that will trip you. I mean, it's pretty amazing that people are pulling them out of the word, huh? You know, you're tripping out. Don't be tripping. Well, we're tripping over that sin. Quit, you need to, a lot of us need to quit tripping. <laughs> you need to shut the door on some things. Because why? They entangle us. They stop us. They hold us back from everything God wants to do. And so I want to say it again. I, you need to look at some things behind you today and say, that's not coming through with me this year. That, that's not going to come through. You're not coming through. You're, you're not walking with me into this. See, this is what I know. Some things in our lives will never change. Listen to me. Some chains will never fall off. Some strongholds will never be broken except by the delivering power of the Holy Spirit. If you and I could get our act together, we would have gotten our act together. What we have to do is come to a place and say, God, I'm going to take my hands off some things. I'm going to let go of some things. I'm going to come before you just as I am. I'm not just going to sing the song. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to walk the walk just as I am. Maybe the way we need to shut some doors is say, God, I'm going to push it all out and you can have it. If, it. if you don't want it, I don't want it. If it's not for my next season, keep it in this season. God, I'm willing to let go of all these things. Would you put everything on the table today? You know, if some of you ex-poker players, I say ex, you know, I'm telling you, put all the chips on the table today. I'm saying push it all out there. Put it on the table. Get your deed. Put it on the table. Bet the house. Bet the farm that God will do what he said. Put it out there and say, God, if you don't want it in my life, let it be back here. Shut the door. I'm going to another place. God will do something. See, only God can deliver, can change, can release us. I need to say this. If there's some things that don't need to go with us in the next season, listen to me. Someone has to tell you this. Stop making an excuse for it then. If it's not getting you where you need to go, if it's not creating godliness in your life, if it's not bringing freedom and joy and peace and unity in your home, is anybody listening to me? If it's not creating the will of God, stop excusing it. Stop feeding it. Do you know flesh will die if you starve it? <laughs> you know that stray cat quit putting food out by your back door. 
Quit feeding the devil in your house. Quit throwing him the scraps. Quit, keep, quit, quit keeping the door open in case you want to go back. Come on, don't shout me down. We've got to stop excusing it. Stop blaming your second grade teacher. Stop blaming somebody 200 years ago and just say in the name of Jesus, this is not going with me in this thing anymore. I'm not going to excuse it. I'm not going to feed it. I'm not going to defend it. Pardon my language. Just slam the dumb door and walk on into the blessing of God in your life. I said dumb, D-U-M-B, dumb door. People hear me say things sometimes that I don't say. It's feeding through your perspective. That's why you thought you heard something else. What do I need to slam the door on? What are the things that are hindering me? What do we need to let go of? What do we need to get back? Sins, hindrance, cycles, repeating cycles of failure in our life. The things that are strongholds, lack. Shut the door on lack. Shut the door on a poverty mentality. Shut the door on my mindset. I'm not a victim. I'm not poor little me. I'm I'm not unloved. I'm not uncared for. I'm not unintelligent. I'm not able. I'm not capable. Shut the door on that mindset and declare you are who the word of God says you are. Listen, what I don't understand is we are born again believers. We have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. In this world we may have trouble, but take heart. He has overcome the world. So why do I identify with the places of failure, brokenness, and sin? Ask yourself, what draws you to that? Why is that your crowd? Why is that your identity? Why do you resonate with that ungodly behavior and talk? Why do you go there to the lowest place on the low level? Why do you gather around yourself people that are losing and excusing? Why do you gather around yourself people that are finding reasons to not follow God? Why is our identity over there? We need to shut the door on what draws us away from God. Is anybody listening to me today? Shut the door on compromise, on defeat, on discouragement, on despair, on depression, on shame, on guilt. Stop identifying yourself with a failure. Failure is an event, not not an identity. You did it. You're forgiven. Get up and go on in this next season in your life. Shut the door on it. You know what I have to do? I have to shut the door on things I don't have answers for. And put my faith back on who is the answer for what I'm going. Anybody with me? I I need to shut the door on who's offended me. Come on, don't shout me down. You you know what you need to do? You need to tear your list up today. (laughs) You know who's on your list. You know who's on your list. You need to tear it up. Well, (laughs) you don't know what they did to me. God does and he's big enough to get you through it. You don't know what they said. I don't know what they said, and I really don't want to hear it. But God's big enough to get you through that. You need to stop keeping a list. You need to stop keeping a list. You need to slam the door on the list. You need to forgive. We need to forgive. You know what? That person that hurt you and did what they did to you, why? In the name of sanity. 
Am I going to leave the door open and drag them with me into a new season God has ordained for me and let them mess me up and jack me up and do the same thing to me they've been doing? I want to challenge us today in the name of Jesus. Walk up to that situation and say, by the grace of God, I have been forgiven. I forgive. I release you. I surrender you. I put you in the hands of God and slam that door and walk on to the next season in your life forgive them I don't mean this ugly they're not worth the damage they're doing in your life stop inviting your enemies to your table and shut the door why is that so hard for us (laughs) I'm trying not to preach I'm just trying to you know if they left you they left you shut the door (laughs) Some of you have been standing at the door for 15 years. All the blessing of God. This room over here is full of goodness and blessing and people that will love you and stand with you and support you. And here you are 15 years. I don't know why. They hadn't come back yet. Go ahead and have fun. I'm just going to suffer over here. You go to church. I don't know why they're all praising. They knew what I had. They wouldn't be praising if they knew what I've been going through. I just can't go to church. They're too happy over there. Too much joy in there. You know what? This room is full of people who've had body blows, punches in the teeth. Devil kicked them in the mouth when they're down. Lie to them, deceive them, steal from them, rob them. But somewhere along the way, they said, you know what? My God's big enough, great enough, mighty enough, strong enough. I'm going to slam the door on all that junk and walk out of this and be the woman, the man that God put me on this earth. Look at this. You, oh, I got it. Think about this. You're in your car. You're supposed to be going somewhere. And the only time you use your rear view mirror, come on, think it with me, is when you're doing what? Backing up. Too many people living their life looking in their rear view mirror all the time. If you never shut the door, you're always going backwards. You're driving looking at your rear view mirror. And have you ever noticed why people can't back up? Because when you're going backwards, see, I'm trying to see, I don't want to walk off this platform. Have you ever noticed when you're going backwards, it's opposite. If you want to go that way, you turn the steering wheel this way. If you want to go this way, you turn the steering wheel that way. So this is what happens. When you live your life backing up, looking in the rearview mirror, you're always doing the opposite thing of what you should do. You're always making bad decision when you ought to be making a good decision. What we need to stop doing is backing up all the time. Driving, looking in my rearview mirror. You know, the, the car I have now, I don't know who overthought this. But I can flip a switch on my rearview mirror and I get the cameras going and it just disorients me. You understand? You flip that thing. This is the, you buy the car. This is the coolest thing. Look at this. Flip this thing on and your camera is showing. Well, this is weird. I'm trying to drive and there's this video going right here in my right eye and, and, and it's disorienting because I'm going this way and everything behind me. And, you know, how hard do we work? To back up. (laughs) How hard do we work. To focus on where we've been. Instead of where God wants us to go. Shut the door. 
the Red Sea. Wasn't that the greatest open door in the history of mankind? But it was also the strongest closed door anything had ever happened. See what, see what happened? God had to close the door. You know what happens if you'll let God close some doors? Those enemies that have been chasing you, he'll get rid of those enemies. When God closed the door of the Red Sea, every enemy that had come after them was dead in that moment right there. Do you know all this stuff and baggage and sin and hindrance? If we will shut some doors, the enemy that was chasing you will die right there at that point. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about spiritual things and things in your life. It'll die right there on that spot. We need to let God... God closed some doors. When they went into the promised land and the Jordan River parted, it parted, but it closed behind them too. And God was saying, you've been in the wilderness long enough. I want to say to you today, it's time that you walk out of the wilderness. It's time that you stop eating manna. It's time that you stop murmuring and grumbling. It's time that you rise up and walk into your promised land and be the man or woman of God that he's called you to be. You weren't born to be a slave. You weren't born to be a wanderer. You weren't born to go around in a circle till you die. Today we're going to close some doors and we're going to be ready to walk into what God has for us. I want to end with this. One of the greatest closed doors in a word occurred on Passover. Passover. A nation had been slaves for 400 years and God said we're going to end this thing today. He said, watch this. What did he say? He said, I want you to take a lamb that would be a prophetic type of Jesus. And he said, I want you to shed the lamb's blood. And I want you to go to your door. And I want you to put some on this side and over the top and on that side. And then he said, what? He didn't say, have a picnic. He said, you go inside and you shut the door. You go inside and you shut the door. And you know what happens when you shut the door and you're covered in the blood of Jesus? You know, the enemy will try to bring judgment, but okay, at your house, it's got to pass over my house. It's not coming on my house. You need to shut some doors. We're going to shut some doors. We're going to put the blood of Jesus. Come on. How many are born again, washed in the blood? The blood of Jesus is on you. And guess what happens? If you get under the blood and shut the door, judgment can't get on you. The enemy can't get to you guess what else happens he said you can gather everybody in your family and you bring them inside that house that has the blood of the lamb and shut the door and i'm going to save your whole house i want to prophesy over you in 2024 we're going to shut the door on the devil we're going to gather our family inside the house we're going to declare you can't have my daughters you can't have my son you can't have my grandchildren you can't can't have my family. You can't have my prodigals. I'm gathering my family. We're shutting the door. We're covered by the blood. We're about to walk into our promised land. And I'm going to take them with me. The Bible says not one was left behind. Not a hoof. Not an animal. Not granny. Not grandkids. They're going to go. You need to say in the name of Jesus. I'm shutting the door on that season. I'm under the blood of Jesus. And everything that belongs to me is coming into the next season in my life. Come on, somebody thank God for that today. Hallelujah. I want you to stand with me. I want our worship team to come. Come on, I I left us some time. Don't get excited and leave. We need to pray. Come on, we don't need to talk about closed doors. We need to let the Holy Spirit shut some doors right now. 
Come on, how many are ready to respond to that? We, we need to let him shut some doors. I want you to put these scriptures up real quick. Numbers 23, you can write these down later, but look, it's going to be on the screen. See, there's, when they went into their homes and the blood of Jesus had covered them and, and judgment had to pass over and their family was there, a blessing came on them. Are you listening to me? When you shut the doors, a blessing comes on your life. And guess what happens? The curse can't get through. The curse can't get through. Look at this. They tried to hire a false prophet to prophesy doom over Israel. Come on. I want, I, you know what's going to happen if you'll shut some doors in your life? The devil is a liar. And, and the lives over you and your family are going to be broken. Listen to me. And what the devil tried to destroy you with, God's going to turn it back on him. Look at this. The Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, go back and give him this word. I, I must not. Come on. We got to get verse 6 in here. That just got five. Or there's a word. So let's, let's go. Go to verse 19 and 20. I've got that one up for us. I know. Verse 19 and 20. So watch this. This is what he said. This is what this man, he's supposed to be cursing them. <laughs> and God's going to turn your enemies around and they're, they're going, it's going to have to work for you because we shut the door. Everybody with me? Shut. He said, God is not human that he should lie. Come somebody say amen to that. He's not a human being that he should change his mind. Come on, God knew what he said and he's going to keep it. Anybody holding on to that today? Does he speak and did not act? No, not our God. Does he promise and not fulfill? Look at verse 20. Look at this with me. We see this. I have received the command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. Even the liars and the haters and the, the, those that want to come against you, when God says, I'm going to bless that house, the devil can't curse it. When God says the door is close the curse can't walk through the door with me anymore i have some good news for you there's some things outside the door in your life that are not coming back on you anymore there's some things that are not going into 2024 how many will say my doors are going to close to those things i'm shutting the door i'm letting god have it I, I, I want to say to you, I believe right now that God has anointings in this moment to break some things off of you that have been there a long, long time. To break some things off of you that, that you thought were impossible. Come on, listen. I, I want us to break that mindset. Too many of us have made uh, friends with the strategies that hell has sent against us. Are you with me? We, we, you don't negotiate with terrorists. That thing in your house is not for you. That thing in your house is not going to help you. That thing that keeps coming in that door we leave cracked is not going to help you. We don't negotiate with terrorists. We don't negotiate with Satan. We don't strike a deal with hell. What do we do? God, I believe you're going to shut that door by the power of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, pastor, I've tried to get through this stronghold in my life. Now, let me ask you this question. Isn't this moment worth entering into a new season with the door closed on the things that have hassled you, tripped you, hindered you, set you back? What if deliverance could come for you right now? What if that addiction could break right now? What if, what if that stronghold could fall off of you right now? What if that pattern can be broken right now? What if that thing we hide, we don't have to hide anymore because it's gone? Everybody with me? Come on, that's freedom. That's freedom. 
Not dragging the same stuff, but shutting the door on it. So God can do everything he wants to do. He's that God. He's big enough. He's big enough. So I want us to do this. Let's, guys, come on us to worship. We're, we're, I want to take this worship. And I, I want to declare this. I want you to grab this. I want you by faith to sing this. Would you, would you come to him and just say, God, you've got it. God, you've got it. Are we willing to trust him and say, if you don't want it in my next season, then get it off of me today. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to say, God, I know this thing hasn't been good for me. I know this thing hasn't helped me because I'm always excusing it. I keep defending it. I keep debating it. If you're having to debate it, whose side of the debate are you on? If you're having to excuse it, whose side are you on? This, 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 this is the only side. What, did, what does this say? If I've got to argue with this, it needs to go. If I need to defend something against the word, it needs to go. If I've got to explain something against the word, it needs to go. Because this is where your blessing is. And that other stuff's going to curse you. We need to shut some doors. God, I can't do it, but he can. Can I tell you something? In this room are people that are former addicts. In this room are people that have been to a dozen rehabs and came out the same. But then they met Jesus. And they were delivered, set free, filled with the Holy Spirit. And their life's different. In this room are people that have been diagnosed with cancer. And they are cancer free. And they are healed by the power of God. In this room are people that never can make enough money to, to get out of poverty. And they own their business today. And they're moving forward in the blessing and the grace of God. In this room are people who, who had failed marriages. And had started to believe it will never work for me. And they're living in a godly blessed marriage today. With the goodness of God on their life. Are you hearing me today? There are people in this room that have spent time behind bars. But when Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. And there is no shame and no guilt because our life is different. I'm telling you, whatever the enemy has told you, you will carry through the rest of your life. If it disagrees with this, in Jesus' name, I declare it breaks and falls to the ground today. It's time. Come on, somebody say, it's my time. It's my time. And it's here. And it's now. It may be something you don't think's a big deal. Negativity, criticism, racism, prejudice. It needs to fall to the ground and die. It needs to be rooted out of us. Judgmentalism. Come on. We need to set free from those things. If, we're, if I'm more loyal to a political party than to my Savior, I need to be set free today. I need some things to break off of me today. You with me? If I'm more loyal to my... Come on, this is going to hurt. If I'm more loyal to my family than my God, I need to deal with some things today. If I'm more loyal to religious tradition than my God, I need to deal with some things today. We need to get real. Because God wants to shut some doors. Move you into a season with the rest of that junk off your back. Thank you for listening today. We hope you found this message uplifting and encouraging. If you're looking to connect in person, we gather every Sunday at 10 a.m. You can also find us online at calvaryassembly.org. And don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, for more content, updates, and to stay connected with our community.